RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. And in five, six, seven, eight, let's start a show. It's Monday night. It's time to go live with all of you on Mission Log Live. I'm John Champion. And I'm Ashley Victoria Robinson. We made it! Ten episodes of Star Trek (laughs) Lower Decks. Or LDS, if you're like one of those cool people in the know. And we have been through life and death together, and it is time to unpack everything we learned, everything we saw, everything that made us laugh and cry and have all those big feelings. So click on the Zoom meeting link or use the one tap from your smartphone. Or you can call us real old-fashioned like at 669-900-6833 and make sure that you enter the meeting code and the password so you can chat with us live right here, right now. Yes, right here. Don't don't argue with Ashley. Don't don't, don't deny her uh, call to, uh, to call us and to interact. Heard her this show that relies on you, our Star Trek pals, to tell us your Star Trek pals what you thought of new Trek. So pick up the phone or use that Zoom meeting link. Earl will pick up and then he'll patch you through and uh, we'll ask you what you thought about the season finale of Lower Decks. Like like I'm about to ask you, Ashley, what did you think of the season finale of Lower Decks? Huh, I mean, it was so <laughs> amazing and so incredible and I feel so privileged that we got to see it when we got to see it and we got to chat about it. This is my second go around chatting with John about it and Truly, I can't yes. say enough nice things about the finale. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was the strongest episode of the season. In fact, I, I was thinking that I, I sort of refrained a little bit. Uh, a friend of mine online, he had posted a thing on Facebook saying, I watched the five episodes of Lower Decks and then I bailed. Should I finish it? Sad day. See, right? Yeah. And I just, I, I didn't want to be argumentative about it, but I do want to go in and say like, dude, just watch the remaining five because honestly, that the last one is so strong. Yeah, and this guy is a big Star Trek fan, so... Well, and then yeah. by that point, yeah. you'll have the complete picture and you could make a fully informed decision. And if he still doesn't like it, that's okay, too. More for us. There you go. Right, right. It, it, you spent literally five hours on it. Uh, that would be it. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I tell you what, let's say hello to all the people who are hanging out in the chat. Good to see so many people joining us tonight. Uh, there's Alan, David, David, just saying right off the bat, hello, wow, what a fan... So I uh, definitely want to hear from you tonight, <laughs> David. Give us a ring. Uh, there is Paul. There's Tom. There's Alan. There's other Paul, because, of course, there's <laughs> Rhea. There's Chris. Chris Chris gives a warning front. He says, no Landry worshiping in That's this That's good threat. advice. So that is very good advice. We'll put up the yellow uh, warning <laughs> tape, the caution tape, if we have to. Uh, there's Rick. There's Amory. Uh, Amory says, I'm just recovering from Red Hour. Aww. So look, uh, yeah, Amory, i with you. I'm sure that you'll be fine. Um, there's Rebecca. Vegan. There's Michael. Uh, there's Casey. Of course, Casey. And just saying, uh, Lange is the coolest. Mm. Really now, Casey? Really? Yeah, he got talked to death by Kirk. Uh, <laughs> and then chiming in right there with a coolie. So, uh, and Chris Riker, n- nice jazz. He says, County, I think he means countdown. Nice jazz countdown, John. I love jazz. And I'm so happy that we finally got to end an episode of Track with some jazz. So, 
There we go. Um, and Paul says the hosts are here. Yes, yes, we are. Here we are <laughs> for you, Paul. Uh, there's Cosmo saying, I will feed you Armas. So many references, so much fun in this episode. Um, can't wait to talk to you all about it tonight. Uh, before we do that, though, there is so much happening that I want to bring all of you uh, to, to its attention. Now, Ashley, you mentioned that this is the second time we've been able to talk about the finale. It's what, pray tell, was the first time? Uh-huh. The first time was back in the past because time travel shenanigans. You know, this is Star Trek. This is genre. That's what happens. Yes. So sometime in the past, uh, we actually got together with uh, Sweet other co-host Norman to chat with Mike McMahon, the showrunner, the creator, the genius behind Lower Decks. And that is on the Mission Log feed is a Mission Log supplemental. It was so much fun. There was so much swearing. It was such a good time. (laughs) Yes. um, Look, I I hate to be too like uh, crassly self-promotional here, uh, but look, it's our show. We'll do that. Um, Please. Go to that interview that we did with Mike. And if you're feeling up to it, go join our Patreon because I I don't know if you noticed, I actually cut out a half an hour of that interview to get a really one, a little over an hour uh, uh, yeah. audio podcast out. But there's a full other half hour in the video feed that I posted at Patreon just because he, he had so much to say. He was awesome. Please go listen to that. It is so much fun. He is He's awesome. He's so funny, what too. So, so funny. Yeah. yeah. And he knows his stuff. So, yeah, please into that. Also, uh, some other news happening outside of Mission Log. Uh, how about that Kate Mulgrew coming back to play Janeway? So great. <laughs> so exciting. Yes. Uh, I. I'm, I'm really interested in Prodigy. I'm always interested in what is happening in like a YA, all ages friendly space, which is why all the comics are mm-hmm. right are YA. So I've been very intrigued by that show for a long time, but having her back is going to be so cool. Even if she's just like the admiral or the instructor who shows up uh, yeah. once every four or five, like I, that's so cool. Janeway is such an important character in the ethos of Star Trek. And it's just really, also Kate Mulgrew is like just coming off of Orange is the New Black, like she's having a real moment right now. So it's just like, it's such a good choice yes. for so many reasons. I'm so excited. Oh, so happy about that. And then next week, I mean, not even a break in between because of course, Disco season three starts in a couple of days and then we'll be back with Mission Log Live next Monday night to kick off our coverage of Discovery season. And actually, this is a very bittersweet moment. We have had so much fun talking Lower Decks with you. Uh, But this is part of the fun of Mission Log Live is breaking up that hosting thing and guest co-host and you have been amazing. Uh, We say goodbye to you now, tonight. But then we welcome, starting next week, Holly Ames will be our guest co-host for the run of Discovery. And I think everybody watching this show or listening, you're familiar with Holly. She, of course, uh, was the archivist at CBS. She knows her trek. And uh, she has been a guest co-host on this before. So very happy about that. Um, But look, we were just talking before the show. Um, You're coming back, all right? I mean, this is just a done thing. You are coming back. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, We're yeah, just been a blast. assembling a full crew of guest co-hosts. 
Yes, yes, we are. Yes. So uh, thank you again for everything that you've done. And then uh, everybody join us next week when we kick off uh, season three of Disco. Hey, I am so excited. We have so many callers lined up. So we're going to blast through (laughs) our poll and then the recap. Uh, Ashley, catch us up on, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll do last because I wasn't here. Uh, Last week, we asked you, do Lower Decks episodes succeed as stories and connect with the audience because... Uh, your first choice, they stand on their own or they rely on nostalgia. Very pleased to see that uh, about two-thirds of you, six and a half percent, said they stand on their own. And I think, look, there are many moments that rely on nostalgia. But overall, I would say that this show has done a great job of really carving out its own identity. Uh, so very pleased to see that. And then uh, how about this week? So this week we got everybody's reactions to the finale of Lower Deck. It was Lower Deck's LDS. It was very straightforward. Did you love it? Could take it or leave it or hated it. And a whopping, this is like our most lopsided poll, but I have to say I'm pleased by it. Whopping 90% said that they loved it with 5% saying they did not love it and 5% saying they could take it or leave it. And I think on balance, that is a Mm -hmm. really, really good uh, (laughs) outcome for the show. I think so. It's lovely to talk about something that you're enthused about. (laughs) Right. Exactly. All right. So, yes, um, I will not waste any more time and I I will blast through this recap. And then, oh, callers, I am excited to talk to you tonight. So uh, tonight's episode, no small parts. We open on a famous beta three where 100 years ago, Captain Kirk, computer god to death, thus freeing its worshippers until they decided to go back to worshipping Landru. Captain Freeman is trying to undo what's been done again. That's the job of Second Contact and all those follow-up visits. Before the Cerritos can pull out of orbit, though, Mariner and Boimler are still on the surface doing some instigating of their own by handing out art supplies to the kids. Their conversation gets a little heated, though, when Boimler starts to tease her about knowing her secret, that Captain Freeman is her mom. All of this is picked up on the communicator and heard on the bridge, prompting a furious Freeman to beam them back up immediately. Let's check in with our old friend, Captain Ramsey, now taking a little test drive on the newly christened USS Solvang. It'll be a short trip, though, as they are almost immediately fired upon by a powerful, unidentified alien vessel. They make short work of the Solvang as it tries to escape, ripping into the hull with giant robotic claws. When the Solvang tries to go to warp, the stress is too much and the ship explodes. Back on Cerritos in the captain's ready room, we're getting a taste of what's to come now that Mariner and Freeman's secret is out. Everyone is treating the ensign differently. Ransom stumbles through promotion suggestions. Billups just happens to have whipped up some hand pies. Others are vying for attention from the captain. It's basically all the reasons they wanted to keep it a secret in the first place. Mariner figures her only way out of here is to really buckle, be the very model of the perfect officer, and hopefully get transferred over to the Sacramento, which is precisely the promotion that Boimler is trying to get. Ransom is having a little with his choice. Promote the one whose record is spotless or the one who's the captain's daughter. While this is all happening, Rutherford has been playing with the new personality settings in his cybernetic implant, and Tendi has welcomed aboard a new recruit, an exocomp. The two get along just perfectly, and the little robot has even given itself a name, mathematically perfect, Peanut Hamper. These two are sure to get along great. 
That is, with the slight problem, not hamper is a small robot who's kind of clumsy and unable to pick up the simple objects it might need to work until they arrive at sickbay, though. It seems Peanut Hamper's skills and built-in tools make it a natural fit for the healing arts. Picking up on the Solvang's last interrupted distress call, the Cerritos warps into position only to find a debris field and no sign of life. They're all gone. But what is there? The same fearsome ship that tore apart Starfleet's newest, it engages with the Cerritos, and when they try to flee, this is the same combo of tractor beam and robotic claws. Freeman shuts down warp engines, assuming that was Ramsey's mistake. It works, although their port in a cell is torn away, at least alive for now. Who's doing this? Pack leads. They're getting stronger, picking up pieces of all sorts of alien technology, and now they've got the Ares. Well, no, they've got the Cerritos, only their pack leads, and they keep mistaking Starfleet ships with power. They are nigh unstoppable, which leads to the Cerritos' only recourse, a computer virus that might be able to infect and disable the wide variety of systems the Packlids have slapped together. Rutherford knows he can cook up such a thing with Badgie. Only Badgie needs the safety protocols to be disabled, which Rutherford does. And one more thing, the virus will need to be activated manually on the Packled ship. As Packleds board the Cerritos, the crew fight them off as best they can. Even if it means going hand-to-hand, the crew take a beating, and Freeman is injured. When they can retreat to sickbay, Rutherford shows up to say he's got a computer virus, but they'll need someone to deploy it. Peanut Hamper is the perfect candidate. Small, can survive the trip in space, and totally not interested. Yeah, the robot just bows out. That leaves Rutherford to volunteer himself. Shaq sees to it that they make it to a shuttle bay and fly headlong into the Packled vessel. While a security chief takes on the Packleds, Rutherford hooks himself up to the computer terminal to download the virus. Who should show up to slow things down? Badgie. He won't finish the job until he knows Rutherford dies with them. As things grow more tense, Shaq leaps into action, rips the implant from Rutherford's head, and literally kicks him out on the shuttle staying behind as the virus completes and the Packled ship explodes. On the Cerritos, power comes back online and Mariner steers the ships to safety, or so think more Packled show up from every angle and aim to finish what the first one couldn't accomplish. As the Cerritos faces grave danger, another Starfleet vessel shows up to the distress call. It's the Titan. Captain Riker wastes no time in unleashing a phaser to disable the attacking ships, and he's full of cool repartee with Mariner. Apparently they know each other. He's her source for contraband, which Deanna Troy says they'll ask us later. The fight over, Cerritos back in space dock. It's time to put the pieces back together. Rutherford is recuperating. He doesn't remember anything, even his best friend, Tendi. But she looks forward to becoming friends all over again. Lieutenant Shax is gone. But time to mourn is quickly replaced with time for Captain Freeman to go through the grievances over everything Mariner has done. Broken protocols, uh, insubordination, keeping contraband, and she needs her. Someone who can think outside the box is necessary from time to time. With some time to kill, it's social in the Cerritos bar. Riker and Troy pop in. Rutherford is still learning about his recent adventures. Mariner and Boimler patch things up. He's so by the book, but they really do complement each other. Well, they did. 
Riker is about the outstanding crew of the Cerritos, and a promotion to the Titan comes Boimler's way, which infuriates Mariner. A volley of voice messages from her to Boimler on his new ship warned that he'd better be because she will run into him again someday. The end. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, Maybe dun. in season two. <laughs> could be, could be. We have a little bit of time to wait, but I can't wait to see what happens. Hey, uh, this is exciting. Our first are actually subbed into Mission Log Live not that long ago. It's Charlene. It's Char. Welcome hey. to the show. Hey, Hi. thanks for having me. It's good How's to see you all. Then? How are you doing? <laughs> Yes, very good. How are I'm you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Considering, you know, everything. Lower Decks <laughs> yeah, has well, been the highlight yeah. of 2020 for sure. Y- yes, no kidding. Uh, well, uh, what is on your mind tonight? Of course, you got to sit in and to set episode of uh, Lower of Norman. And that was a lot yeah. of fun listening to that. Uh, thank you again for doing that. But uh, yeah, yeah what, what about this finale? <laughs> oh, how about that finale, huh? Yeah, <laughs> right. so, so good. I mean, if I have to sum it up in five words or less, I guess you'd have to say, they went there. Wow. Because <laughs> they did. I love that this show, these, yeah. stater, like these, uh, these characters, they're not static. You know, I think that's kind of a trap that a lot of animated shows fall into. And that is clearly not the case with these guys. They're, they are going to get promoted. Harry Kim has got to be so jealous, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'd kind of no love to see a Garrett Wong yeah. do a cameo. What is Harry Kim doing and how insanely jealous is he of Brad Boimler? <laughs> um, they, they have to be uh, best friends, I, right? I, I'd like to... S- <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, right. I, I, I'd like to see Harry Kim, like, he has all the trappings of a better job. Like, he's at Starfleet headquarters, huge desk, the giant office, but he's Stenson. Just <laughs> the title never changes. They just keep layering on more work for him, no matter the what. The cruelest joke in the universe. Poor Harry. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, okay, I wanted to, I especially wanted to come in, one, because this is the last Lower Decks episode, and Mm -hmm. this show just clicked so hardcore for me that I want to talk about it all the time. This episode, though, gave me a revelation about the psychology of Beckett Mariner. Mm. So I kind of thought I would talk about that to to kick off the show. Okay, so she is a little bit Tom Paris. She's a little bit Kirk in Star Trek Beyond. So Mm. it occurred to me that she comes from a Starfleet admiral and a captain, meaning she probably grew up on a Starfleet ship Mm -hmm. and was probably expected to become a Starfleet officer herself. She was raised in the tradition. She saw a lot of things. That probably explains why she does have so many connections the way that she does, right? Growing up on a ship would do that. So with that and the fact that she had great aptitude for being a Starfleet officer, she goes in, she rises up really quickly and then realizes, Mm-mm, no, like Tom Paris, like kind of has a mistake and rejects all of it wholesale and says, I'm going to yeah. stay down here where it's still fun. I don't want that kind of responsibility. And so where it all kind of came full circle for me in terms of bringing Kirk into the mix is in Star Trek Beyond, He's a capable Starfleet officer. He's doing his thing, right? But he's a little bored. So he has mm-hmm. to redefine his purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel that Beckett Mariner's arc going forward is going to be her finding her purpose. What works for her? She's got to figure that out. Then she can go for the big promotion. Mm. 
Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, we see so often our track where, and particularly with Kirk, it's like you get up to that higher level because that's the expectation. It's just like, well, well, you climb ranks is what you do. But then he's miserable when he's an admiral, when he's not yes. out there doing what he does best, which is commanding a starship. And he's not the first, presumably, and he wouldn't be the last. So I'm glad it's become a thread in this show and and that they're taking it look for as many jokes as there are in lower decks i'm glad that they're taking the ideas seriously you know you've said it char this is an exploration of the psychology of this character and we really went there when it was uh, uh, i'm about to say chaotica but that dicta <laughs> make sure i got that right <laughs> yeah, the movie episode <laughs> could yes, you imagine yes. chaotica and vindicta together that's that's season two's episode do it adventure just them fighting each yes, other for a whole episode instead of just for one scene at the end. <laughs> oh, right, I would just be given right. glee. <laughs> But but that's the thing that I love about this journey that Laura Dex has been on is that, I, as I've said in the beginning, you know, comedy mm. is subjective. So some of the jokes will work, some of them won't. Sure. But as long as there's addition to story and character underneath that, then they work. And, and it, it has been. And my, what a payoff uh, that we got at the end of this one. Oh, it's also heavens, yes. It's so nice to see that Mariner and Boimler make sense together. That's something that we've been working towards since I feel like the middle of the season. And I thought the payoff of ending the series with her being that friend who doesn't know to stop leaving you voicemails was so sweet and such a nice, like, full, you know, and I'm assuming that Mike is probably working in the Dan Harmon tradition of the story circle. So it's really nice to see it closed in that way. Right. Yes, indeed. Hey, Char, there, there's a, a, well, more than a few people hanging on right now. Uh, parting yes, thoughts yes. or, uh, yeah, please. Final please. thoughts. Going into season two, I'm very excited. Mike McMahon, and I still have to listen to the interview, by the way. I cannot wait. That sounds just so much fun. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like he, they're taking the momentum from the end of this season and just going straight into season two with it. So I think we've got a lot to look forward to. And man, I just love this show so much. That is all. Well said. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Pleasure to see you. Pleasure to see you. Meet you. Sarcastic Vulcan salutes, everybody. Yeah. Take care, everybody. (laughs) All right. Bye. Cheers, Shar. Take care. Hey, uh, by the way, checking in uh, real quick here before we go to our next call. Um, uh, my, my, sorry, calls it out. He wants the Captain Proton versus Vindicta episode. I uh, can't disagree yes. with you there. <laughs> can't disagree with you there. Carlos says Moriarty versus Vindicta. I mean, all of this is coming up. This is love. great. And so many people who are happy to point out, and I cannot disagree with them at all, the Spock helmet is canon. Yes, 10 out of so, anything with yes. Spock is canon. <laughs> <laughs> the Spock helmet is canon. And for that matter, the, the Titan. Um, very cool to see. Of course, the Titan has been on books before. I think it was in a Ships of the Line calendar mm-hmm. maybe, but now in, in filmed Star Trek, we have the Titan. And it looked cool. Oh, it was great. such a cool moment. Yeah. I like I had it on my laptop and I like threw I almost threw my laptop away. I was like, oh my God. And then the minute we saw the Titan, I was like, did they get Jonathan Frakes? 
are we getting Riker? And I thought we would only get him. It was so yes. lovely to have him and Marina together because they're like an yes. all-time great Trek couple and they still have such beautiful chemistry like we saw in Picard. Uh, but I thought we were only going to get them for that one scene. And the fact that they stuck around for the rest of the episode uh, and Deanna yes. has such a great moment with Ransom at the end saying everything that we all know is true. I thought that was really cool. Right. But man... Canonizing right. the Titan, that's like when Star Wars canonized Coruscant. You were like, oh, yes, I've known this in my uh, all right. along. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, hey, our next caller is ready to go, and that would be Matt, who, who is calling from the Cerritos. I'm so excited about that. Matt, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hello, I'm calling from the best part of the Cerritos, yeah? Warp Core. Warp Core! <laughs> yeah. Are, are you going to do a Warp Core imitation? Uh, do you have a favorite Warp Core sound? Well, that's pretty good. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, bravo, yeah. Bravo. bravo. Uh, I'm sorry if there's background noise. I'm actually in a Japanese hospital right now, so there's like chatter and beeps and stuff. I'm feeling good, but that's where I am. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. You shall want to train or meet to call in. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so I can't call him. But uh, yeah, um, I, I listened to like half of the Mike McMahon interview so far. And one thing is the trailer for Lower Decks left me so cold. I was not uh-huh. looking forward to it. And now that I've seen the show, yeah, I love it. It's um, like to me, the original series, TNG, and this are the rewatchable ones. You know, uh, Picard, yeah. I've had trouble actually rewatching it as much as I liked it. Um, Lower Decks, I've watched several of them several times. <laughs> Again, I'm in the hospital. I'm sitting around watching Lower Decks after <laughs> so. <laughs> That's really interesting. You know, I, I thought what he said about the trouble of creating a trailer for the show made a lot of sense. It's like, if you show all the comedy scenes, then that's not entirely accurate. If you show all the dramatic scenes, the character stuff, that's not the right angle either. If you show them together, you just showed the show. So there's a real challenge how to make that work. And he caught it. It didn't work so well. Um, one thing I really yeah. loved here, I think near the beginning, you asked, what would you like to see in the uh, show? My mm. answer actually was Paclin. So uh, this episode obviously delivered <laughs> spades. It just those are the aliens for the show, very clearly. <laughs> I can't believe that they nice. managed to make the Paclins, one, interesting, or two, threatening. <laughs> yeah, they were quite threatening right. here. I, yeah. <laughs> Another um, Enterprise. Yeah. But... Yeah. God, I love that. And another enterprise. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Just this, Matt, a, a, anything else? I was yeah, going to ask you anything gonna... else. We are picking a bit of uh, hospital noise behind you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll try and get closer to a microphone. But um, I was wondering if uh, Doisex Riker is now like a proper Star Trek trope where Riker swoops in and saves the day. You know, we got that in all good things. We got that just in Picard. We got that again. I mean, that's a thing now. It's very true. I guess he's just that good. Is that really the answer to I guess he is that good. He's got the jazz and everything. It's great. Yeah, we'll just leave aside the fact that it's because he directs an episode of every single series. So he's he's, Um, he's around the office. Yeah. Yeah, not supposed to to mention that part. I can't wait to see him on uh, Strange New Worlds. It's going to be great. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, wait. Save the day. uh, William Riker, senior, senior, senior. (laughs) I can make a... uh, 
sun loop, you know, time jump. Uh, the, uh, oh, with my hospital notes, I'll leave you with one more just fun fact. Since we got some more red hour, I, I think red hour is fun time. But um, I worked with a guy a few years ago who had worked for Ben Stiller's production company. And just uh, his production company is called Red Hour, named after this red hour. So I just thought oh, that was nice. a fun fact. Right. <laughs> right. He is a huge Star Trek collector. I had heard that about him, and uh, he did an episode of the new CBS Star Trek podcast that uh, Tawny hosts with uh, Paul F. Tompkins. And he talked about that, like, how he's bought original props from Star Trek. Like, he had an original Gorn head and all this. So he's hardcore. I want to hang out with that guy someday. He's his track. Yeah. Yeah, I want a Gorn head. Okay, I've yes. seen a whole uh, bunch of people in your Hollywood Square. So I'm not going Again, Matt, please stay safe and, and thank you so much for calling us. Care. Thank you. Take bye care. Now. All right. Bye now. Bye. Uh, oh, <laughs> Alan of the chat said, Alan is the one who creates our uh, Riker memes for mm-hmm. every episode of Mission Log, and they are hilarious and they're awesome. So he just he, he leaves us in here. Riker always saves the day. Fact or fiction? Oh, <laughs> because, stop! Of course. <laughs> There's perfect, a, Alan. Perfect. Bar. There's a Girl. there's a factor fiction 2020 calendar, and it says 13 month calendar. Figure out which one isn't real, and so one of the months is uh. Breakstober, and every day is <laughs> Jonathan's birthday, which I thought was so funny. <laughs> God, that's amazing. Who did yeah. that? Because I, uh, I I must have that. Oh. I I will find the link and I will send it to you. <laughs> okay, please, please do. Um, what what are the other things? It says who played Peanut Hamper. And, and I thought, honestly, it was the voice of who does Tendi that they were just doubling up on that. But I, I'm wrong there. Again, like IMDb, as Mike points out in the interview, very often fails at all of so, yeah, if you Google yeah. who is the voice of Peanut Hamper, the name for the original voice actor for Linus Van Pelt is the first suggestion. Ah! And that man oh, is fully awesome. dead and also not the voice of okay. Peanut Hamper. Not the voice of Peanut Hamper. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, well. well. well Wait, let's we go to our next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Let's go to our next caller. Rhea has been standing by. Rhea, welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. Good to see you guys. How you doing? Hello, hello. I like your Likewise. shirt. Likewise. Doing okay. Oh, thank you. An old old dance shirt from many moons ago. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but. nice. Hey, um, I, I, I was entertained that you were entertained by the Mike uh, McMahon interview with the uh, oh, oh, expletives that slipped by. Uh, fortunately, we caught those republished. <laughs> Got to keep yeah. that clean rating in uh, Apple Podcasts. So, yeah. And now that I've actually yeah. started to edit podcasts myself, um, I can't imagine how long that took to <laughs> leave all of those out. But, it is, oh, yeah, it's a challenging process. But, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Oh, that what, was a what's great on your mind interview. tonight? Well, oh, oh thank gosh. You. What, what's on your mind tonight it. about Lower Death? Yeah. yeah, I've been wanting to call it. I've loved the series from episode one. Um, and I know some people, I don't know, haven't, whatever, but it clicked with me. I, I loved every episode. Just love the finale. Um, I mean, there's so many things I could say, but one thing about bringing in the Titan, you know, it, the whole season was so well done. They'd mentioned the Titan three or four times during the season. So at the beginning of the finale, uh, they mentioned, you know, the Titans nearby and, 
uh, Captain Freeman's like, no, we'll, we'll take it, you know? So you don't, you know, it's not like it's Chekhov's gun there. And then all of a sudden <laughs> right. when the Titan comes swooping in, you know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> Very awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Earl has uh, come through for us and he found that the voice of Peanut Hamper is uh, Keither Donahue, K-E-T-H-E-R, Keither Donahue, uh, who has some, I, I hate to say some credits that I've not seen. She was in the movie Pitch Perfect, has a lot of voice credit, and very pleased to see was in a show called Champions. Nice. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm honor bound to see that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, clearly. Uh, so, Gub on uh, Peanut. Um, so, uh, what, what else, Rhea? Uh, uh, in addition to, of course, the long-awaited Titan, which was cool. Oh, I, want, I, I don't know if Eagle Boss has oh. done one yet, but now I want one. <laughs> and Shax. I loved Shax. And my throat was sore from screaming Shax when he died. But, man, to go down the way he did, you know, he could have been a Klingon. I mean, he died with honor. <laughs> But, I uh, was yeah. Really yeah, you know, so crushed when he passed mm-hmm. on to the to the prophets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but now we have to have but, an action figure. <laughs> yes, and for season two, yeah. I'm hoping that we'll see Shax in the land of the prophets with a certain other former emissary or something. You never know. Oh, I would, but hey. I would pass away. <laughs> you know, they they've kind of. You know, dipped into a little bit of everything from all the series, so we need to see some, some prophets and some Cisco. Maybe they'd be singing jazz together, angry jazz, angry, yes! angry jazz. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? Be like, I I was shocked when they killed the entire crew of the Solvang. Was shocked that then mm-hmm. we had another death uh, with Shax. And of course, by the way, everybody listening to this show, they know that this is just all spoilers all the time. Okay, good. Uh, we've reiterated <laughs> that. Uh, the one the, character the that I, spoiled for everyone. <laughs> I know, right, right. Um, but the, uh, the, the thing that I was really pleased about is, is that, you know, there's this perception that a cartoon, and particularly a comedy cartoon, it's for kids, the, the events that take place there, they, we don't really take them seriously because they're just drawings on a screen, right? But not only, especially with Shaxx, this is a character that we know and love in the series, but as a cartoon and as a comedy, they didn't double back on that. They didn't say like, oh, well, here's a death, but we're going to fix that. Or here's a death, but you didn't see this other thing to conveniently contrive to bring them back to life. They just, they went there they completely bought into it. They had the conviction to stick with the story that they were telling. So uh, when, when we were talking to uh, Mike, and it bears repeating here to say, the first time that I watched this episode, I was totally taken in by the drama. Mm-hmm. I just followed and I was mm-hmm. totally sold on the story and what was happening with the characters. Went back for the comedy. And they've done a really good yeah. job with comedy so far anyway, but this one really had genuinely earned moments, you know, that really made mm-hmm. it stick out for me. Yeah. Uh, for sure. By the way, thank for you. Sure. To I mean, I was upset the, when uh, Jack died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How could you not be? Cause he's cool as hell. He <laughs> you know? Baby bear. Yeah. <laughs> I love bringing that back from the second episode, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
any uh, any speculation on who should then take his place as chief of security <laughs> or just new character? I've, I've the, heard it entirely. thrown about that they should bring in a certain permanent ensign, Harry Kim. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That might be a good yeah, but- for Rutherford, to be honest, because he might be looking for something different. He had a real mm-hmm. aptitude for it, as we saw. Um, because we right. can't give it to Mariner, right? That's too obvious and too easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I really... And she might be a thing. little too much of a loose cannon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, go Finger ahead, always yeah. on the, the warp, but sorry, I think I'm on a little bit of a delay here hearing you guys, but um, I really identified with Mariner from the first episode with not wanting to get promoted <laughs> and enjoying like the yes. you know, minimal responsibilities of the lower deck. Uh, yeah, that's another thing I really appreciated in this in season one. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think every single starship captain, except for the Tellarite, I think they were all female. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course for Riker, but I thought that was pretty right. awesome. Even the incompetent nincompoop that got her whole ship blown up by the Packlands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and hey, let, let's remember who actually is uh, wearing the pair when Riker is on the. Okay, so True. yeah, he <laughs> might have the title, but come yeah. on, yeah. Also, the what do they say uh, behind every like successful man is a. I'm so sorry. I keep interrupting you, but I think I'm on some kind of delay. But yeah, they say behind every it's successful okay. man is a very surprised woman. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, a suggestion from Earl here uh, as far as replacing the chief of state. He says, let's transplant Worf into yet another series. <laughs> so I'm here for there is it. always bet, that option. I bet Michael Dorn yeah. is here for it. <laughs> Heck yeah. I, I bet he is. I bet he is. Alexander. And thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, God. Oh, poor Alexander. Uh, thank you to Ashley and to anybody else uh, in the room here who has uh, sent me the link for the Eagle Moss Titan. And, and I feel like such a dummy. I've only done about 100 ads for Eagle Moss, and they change every few weeks or a few months. Of course, we did the Titan ad, and there it is in the beautiful turnaround uh, day. So, yes, there you go. now I need one. Now I've got one. So awesome hey Rhea uh, any parting thoughts here before we take our next caller no there's so much I could say loved 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 season one I want to hug Mike McMahon and even more so now that I've heard the interview so thank you guys for that and uh, yeah great to see you guys faces Ashley you've been wonderful I love your giggle it's so cute and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you guys next time <laughs> take care Rhea till next time Bye. Bye. Yeah, bye. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up in the queue here, we've got Josh joining us. It's been a while since I've seen you, Josh. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good, good to be here. Good to see you guys. I had to jump in for the season yeah. finale. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, 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 what? 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 What uh, what shirt are you wearing? Wearing a Cerritos shirt? Got the uh, the USS Cerritos general purpose You're garment nice. from the uh, <laughs> from the uh, T-shirt club, which was one of the best uh, uh, financial decisions I've ever made by the whole. <laughs> yeah, forget about yeah, forget about buying Apple stock twenty years ago. No, this this was the decision. Yes. Uh, club. By the way, yeah. did, did, did you guys all see that uh, John Van Sitters posted uh, a, a close-up 
on Twitter of the section from the latest in the t-shirt club that has the Spock helmet on it. So yes. it's the Delta and it has <laughs> objects, all the contraband, but then he zoomed in on the Spock helmet. Yeah. I, I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's canon now, okay. for sure. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that was my yes. only wish. I just wish that Billups put the helmet on when they were all getting ready right. for battle. Mm. We needed to see it right. functioning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Had the, the spitter, you know, like it would have been great with the spitter. Yes, yes. Yeah, just go and yeah. What? Well, we got to uh, tease something it. for well, season two, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. It exists. <laughs> it exists. Is there on board? So why wouldn't somebody else get it? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Josh, what uh, what what's on your mind tonight about the show? I mean, it was just such a triumphant season one I, I thought they just knocked it out of the park with the finale you know um to reiterate what i think you guys were talking earlier about some mistakes to just you know yeah people died you know the poor the, yeah. the um the solvang i, I love the poor crew the solvang you know R.I.P. the just, solvang also yeah. solvang is a really nice city so i thought mike did the real dirty <laughs> it is it is for, for those that are audience who don't know about Seoul, which is uh, right here in, in Southern California, it is a lovely little town with like uh, an eight-ish theme to it. Mm-hmm. Great food, uh, great pancakes, and uh, it's just a, a nice little tourist town. And one day I'll tell the story about how I got evacuated from Solvang on my birthday. So, you know. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was, that was a weird moment. Uh, but yeah, Solvang, and I loved I love those moments. We have very few of them, but I love those moments on the ship with uh, Captain Ramsey uh, futzing with the little plastic uh, yeah. sheet oh, over the, the so command buttons. I, 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 I'm that guy. If I buy a new like a stereo receiver or something, I, I don't know, like leave it. I want it yeah, to be pristine. Be... No, yeah. take it off. Take it off. <laughs> you guys are crazy. You're, oh, shoes off. You know. Oh, oh, you're one of those. I'm that person who's like, it all come, I take yes. all the toys out of the packages, all the action figures behind me are out of the box. <laughs> oh, oh, we, we, can't, we can't hang out each other's houses then, because that, that would just be total polar <laughs> off, this would be a mess. Would you would find terrible. the one thing in my house that's like in its original package, you'd be like, really, Ashley, this is what you got? <laughs> <laughs> take this out now. Yeah. Uh, toys wait, so I love that. played with, take them out. <laughs> yes, John. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Even my 1974 Amigos? Come on. Unless the package is really nice. Then it can yeah. stay in the package. Okay, sure. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Rip them out of the package, put them on this bookshelf. They're there for, for, for enjoyment. High five. <laughs> did, did, you, yeah. um, did you guys take a look in the pack-led ship? Do you like, uh, you know, which pieces were technology from other species? Definitely some Romulan stuff in there. I could tell that quite easily. Uh, not sure what else. Maybe some Borg. Uh, Someone tech on in there. Twitter, yeah. and I should have saved it. Has a graphic where they're like, "This is this, and this is this, and this is this, and this is this." Oh, so someone has cool. like Reddit has already hacked it, right? They did it the day of the premiere. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Nice. Yeah. 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 What I else, Josh? Anything had- else you want to point out? No, it was great on the note of the ship, just that it's just the nose of the ship. It's just a little original pack led ship from season of TNG. And then they just built around that. Right. I mean, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was just, just such a good 
such a good episode, a great season. I'm very interested to see how they, you know, what happens. Boimler's moved on, you know, the promotion, what happens, like, is Riker now kind of part of the show for a while? That, that's awesome. I mean, so much happened in the episode. Gotta wonder that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the death of Shax. I mean, it had it had pathos and... And, uh, yeah, just because it's a little a comedy doesn't mean that they're not playing for reals, you know? So and I just think that's it's great to see it. And, uh, you know, it's really – I just felt like they just did such a good job of really blending, you know, new modern television elements with the sort of 90s, you know, TNG, DS9, mm-hmm. Voyager aesthetic and mm-hmm. gave us something great new, you know, that, that it's, it's just has been so good, so good. <laughs> so, Excellent, man. Well, thanks for that. Uh, See you again tonight, Josh. Take care. Appreciate you calling in. We're going to uh, move on to another caller. All right. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. Trek on. uh, Talk to you guys during the discovery. (laughs) Yes, you will. All right. Live long and prosper, man. Take care. And uh, calling back this week, love to see him, love to get your uh, comments on the show. It's the Vice Admiral from Barfleet. Welcome, Admiral. Without the vice. No. John, actually, how are you doing? Hey. Excellent. How are you doing? Staying safe, right? Yeah, (laughs) as best possibly can, for sure. And I hope yourself, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. So, what a finale. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what did you think? Yeah. Well, we we now know that the the California class has has a yacht. Captain's yacht, which we'll eventually see, I'm sure. (laughs) Very good. Um, Yes. Yes. It's got to be called the Los Angeles, right? Or the Malibu or something like that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's got to be some, something exactly like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was I going to? Oh, uh, I was going to, but we have so many people still behind me. I'll just do this later for both of you. But I was going to talk. After listening to the interview with Mike, I thought, you know, I have some very interesting uh, anecdotes I could tell you both about um, – let's say drinking scotch all night with Dominic Keating uh, at a party or, uh, <laughs> Oh, see that, that seems so out of character. Uh, for him. So I'm, yeah, I don't know if I would believe that. Uh, gosh. Yeah. That's tough. Hey, um, this is interesting. Rick says uh, in the chat here, who gets the Emmy for best animated series next year, season one of lower decks or season four of Rick and Morty discuss any strong feelings there from uh, either of you? Oh, I would definitely say it's got to be Lower Decks, but uh, that's my bias in loving Trek. <laughs> also, uh, Trek, I, Trek I don't think due... I expected those deaths either at the way they came up. That was uh, powerful and uh, mm-hmm. unexpected. Trek is also due for an Emmy. It's been a, it's been a little bit since we had a big win, uh, and a lot of the 90s stuff was nominated a lot, didn't win as much, so I, I, just, I just want it. Mm-hmm. Because Rick and Morty's had its, it's, it won everything. So right. <laughs> sure. give it to Lower Decks. Sure. <laughs> and I would like it to be I, about I think, something other than, you, you know, visual effects or makeup too, right? Right. Yeah. Which of course are wonderful yeah, right, and incredible. Right. But. But, but still. <laughs> I mean, I, look, I, I think Rick and Morty is a brilliant show. I love it. I think it's so smart and full. Uh, there was something about the totality of the season, though. And, and believe mm-hmm. me, I, I like it when Rick and Morty gets into morals, meanings, messages, and of existential course. questions. I think that's a hallmark of that show. 
This, though, and particularly because of this finale, I feel like we're just all going to be full of tonight. Um, uh, because of the way they wrapped up this season, it really took us on this character journey, and it really landed the drama so well, uh, while still being true to its comedic roots. So, it, um, yeah, I, I, if I were on that nominating committee, absolutely. Uh, I'm right there with it too. Yeah. I mean, the episode um, by the way, I love everything up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love this suggestion. Uh, speaking of the cat, uh, I, uh, Dominic in the chat, not, not Dominic Keating, by the way, uh, Dominic <laughs> says the captain's yacht rock. Boom. Oh no. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, look, look, if we can end an episode with jazz, we can end another episode with Michael McDonald, okay? That, I mean, he, that can Michael happen. McDonald is an icon, yeah. so that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so, excellent. Uh, what we else, also, uh, Vice Admiral? Yeah. Well, we also, obviously, we end with Boimler being on the Titan. So that's... Mm-hmm. That's on how long that lasts for? I gotta I give wonder. It a, I give it a half an episode. Mike, I know you're listening. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I give it half an episode. <laughs> I gotta wonder, though, is it going to be him but, coming back to being an ensign, coming back to being a lieutenant, or uh, mm-hmm. coming back because he really meant what he said and didn't want to lose her, but took the promotion anyway because it was from Riker? Mm-hmm. We also don't yeah. know, well, you if, know that- if there'll be a time jump. Right. Because if the show picks up 20 seconds after the finale, that's one thing. If it takes place six months, a year, two years later, that's a whole other kettle of space fish. This is true. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's nice, though, is that either way, this it it sticks true to the integrity of the show Mm -hmm. where they're saying, okay, the character choices have meaning. The character motivations are genuine. So even though we're in this, you know, uh, uh, comedic fantasy world here, um, those things that happen actually have meaning. Mm -hmm. So whether it's Boimler realizing that he's the fish out of water on the Titan, or he's got some loyalty to his friends back on the coast, I think those things will play true. However, it is they decide to explore it. And the other great thing is that with the freedom and flexibility of animation, where you're not having to like, oh gosh, we have to build another set. Like, no, 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 you can explore that and you can have the Titan on several episodes. You can either go off and do something else entirely different before you bring him back. There are many, many ways to crack that story that aren't went on the traditional way that you would crack that story in a, in a live act series, you know? Exactly. Um, Vice Admiral, yeah. A- a- anything else tonight before we uh, jump over to Chris? Oh, no, I'll uh, get out of the way. There's more behind me, and uh, they should all get their chance if they can. So you guys have a great night. Excellent. Stay uh, safe. (laughs) You too, both of you. Take care. Yes, take care. All right. And uh, not to be outdone here, calling in from the lower decks is Chris. In uniform, no less. In (laughs) uniform. uniform, I I had to break it out for the finale. I've had it since week eight or nine, but I was saving it for this very special occasion. Um, yeah, I'm very glad it does casual mode, which was a big mm-hmm. thing for me, <laughs> is that if I got a lower decks uniform, I had, be, I had to be able to rock it in casual mode. And we can. So, yeah, we're here. We're excited Dude. about the finale. Oh, so good. That is so did, cool. Did we pick medical yeah. for a reason? I picked mm-hmm. generic science because that's mm-hmm. always what I mm-hmm. sort of default to is the science stuff because that's who I am in real life. 
is yeah. mm-hmm. um, also because I really like the the white boots. I'm like that. That's a strong aesthetic yes. choice, and I vibe with it. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, that, mainly that is I am a science person in real life. Cool. By the way, are are the sleeves up? Because you are in casual the mode. Sleeves the flat, are up. So. We are yes. in full yes. casual mode tonight. Beckett would be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's on your mind tonight uh, about the show? Oh my! It was so good. Um, I got my beer here. Pouring one out for Shax. Pouring one out for the Solvang. Oh, I have family from Lompoc, nice. so I also I feel that pain. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I really loved it. I I'll try and be quick here. We're going to talk about the very exciting thing of narrative structure tonight. Um, so so yeah. Act Four is you get your big Titan reveal, which is wonderful, and the character designs on Freaks and Marina are wonderful, and that's all wonderful. But to get to act four, you have to sort of earn it. You have to have act three, which is all of the sort of payoff for this whole season. We get all the lower deckers working together. We get Shax's whole sort of sacrifice arc. So I really like that choice because I know we've been talking a lot this season about, you know, what's the line with the nostalgia and the callbacks. And I think this was a really good Mm -hmm. way to do it was to be like, we'll give you sort of the big cherry on top, but not before we sort of say our piece about our characters first which I think was really important and really well done. That is superbly well said. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, by the way, as you were saying that, as you were referring back to Solvang, I just I, I have in my head that we need to do a, a mission log live, uh, respectfully, socially distanced uh, road trip to go get pancakes in Solvang. So someday yes. I'm just yes. putting that yes. out there. Yes. Okay, <laughs> you, you wear the jacket because you have to. So yeah. Yeah, nice. we'll we'll do that. We got time. We'll figure it we'll, out. We'll do it the, um, October 2021. It's a date, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And, and by the way, um, uh, Rick, uh, he comments here, he's like, narrative structure party time. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right, Rick, uh, vis-a-vis Chris. Um, a- a- anything else? Any other uh, insights or thoughts or observations? Um, I-, I hate to rush it, but, you know, we do have a, a few more callers. I want to get in as many as we can tonight. Yeah, um, no, just really loved it. Um, I got, I don't know if this was intentional or not. I got strong from that whole Act 3. I got strong Endgame, Infinity War, team-up vibes. And also, more specifically, oh. um, when Shax just fired and carries Rutherford, that's very strong. Um, what is it? Return of the King. I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. Oh. That is immediately where my mind went. Oh. Lord like, of the Rings oh. is... Only my favorite mm. thing in the entire world next to Star Trek. So bless you for mentioning them both. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Well said. Excellent, man. Well, thank you so much, as always, uh, for calling in. Love it. I-, I love the extra F with the jacket set behind you. Well done, sir. All right. Thank you so much. Um, no, I just want All to right. say before we go, um, it's been wonderful having Ashley here. You're a wonderful addition to the Mission Log family. Oh, um, I look forward to speaking. More of you. Okay, that's it. All right. I'll let, it, I'll let everybody else go now. <laughs> Here. Ditto to that. Nicely said. Uh, cool. Oh, and, and, and this. <laughs> oh, well, well, now you'll be pleased, Ashley. Now we have just plain, simple Brian calling in. He's just plain, simple Brian. He looks like he no, is nothing uh, else. climbing the mountain. Why is he climbing Captain the Kirk mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing the mountain. 
Why is he climbing the mountain? Why is he climbing the mountain? <laughs> to hug to the mountain? Make oh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Ashley, I didn't see you standing there. <laughs> What's up, Brian? What's going on? Oh, just uh, had to get in on the season finale. Say hi to Ashley. It's nice having you. Hope you come back real soon. Anytime. Yeah. It's so nice it's to so meet awesome. you. So awesome. Nice to see Shar drop in. And Rhea has been, has been around for a while. It's been kind of an interesting night. Yeah, and I just yeah, finished listening to your uh, Tim McMahon uh, interview uh, a little while ago, too, on uh, Mission Log. I'm sorry, Mike McMahon. I'm sorry. Uh, Mike. Mike McMahon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A- anything uh, stand out uh, to you there? It was just like, it, it was kind of a whirlwind. You, you oh, I kept him up going. And going. I, He's wonderful. He has great insights. Yeah, um, I like that toward the end where he validated Norman's theory of everything. I can't remember. His 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 canon. Yes. Well, when we were talking about yes. um, Trials and Tribulations. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was. That was. Go ahead. I, I see. I was so surprised when Norman brought that up on the show that there would be any sort of negative feedback to that because I, I think his his theory is very sound. He's just saying like this is the first time that that is factual. That is not an opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is factual that that is the first time that Star Trek visually referenced its own past. And and really driven home by the idea that in the movies, they just, the TOS might as well not have existed. Sure, the characters were there, the storylines were there, but you don't just see a picture mm-hmm. of young Kirk or young Spock right. or even young Khan when you get to the motion picture and Wrath of Khan and beyond. So Trials and Tribulations was doing a pretty, uh, obviously they were playing with the technology, doing something really interesting and important there. But it does sort of send a signal to the audience, whether they wanted that or not. So I love that uh, Mike picked up on that right away. Yeah, and his, his theory, I guess, true. is on his yeah. show, he's going to throw everything in the kitchen sink into lower mm-hmm. decks. Right. And I'm not quite sure how – I'm trying to still make it click in my head how this relates to, I guess, what you'd call dramatic Star Trek versus comedic Star Trek, which isn't to say there's no humor. Yeah. It's like it's so – utterly meta and self-referential i mean like deep cuts like zon a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and i was <laughs> yes! kind of amused yes! i was kind of amused just now you're yep. talking about because usually you're kind of like oh canon and then tonight you're all like the spock helmet's canon and i'm like Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have I it know. both ways john so, oh i'll have it both ways sir <laughs> oh well fine well in my, in my head i can play it one of a couple of ways it's like yeah. either either this whole series takes place inside one of those subspace warp bubbles. Okay. Yeah. So it's informed by the greater Star Trek universe, but you know, it doesn't escape out the other way, you know, cause you could be as goofy as you want in there. And it doesn't, the other thing is, is my theory is that the, uh, this entire show is what Federation children wake up on Saturday mornings and watch. <gasps> Oh, I love because that. to them, it's yes. a show about the real world. Mm-hmm. The real world being Star yeah. Trek, and so they could replicate a bowl of cereal, sit down in front of the view screen, and you know, have a laugh for a half an hour. So, assuming they, they That's have Saturday brilliant, mornings. we don't. That have now Saturday lives in my yet. head canon. Yeah, there you go. So you can nice. 
theories to heart, whichever one works best for you. That's right. You take the Grant Morrison approach where everything ever happened and you keep the parts that you like the best. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yes, yes. Well, the the thing that was so interesting to me is that moment where they're sitting Landrew and then they come back to the Cerritos and they're looking (laughs) at the pad that has animated Kirk and Spock on it. And to me, you you know, having covered TOS and then covered TAS with the intention that the animated series was the next season of Star right, Trek. Right. It happened to look different. It happened to look like animation as opposed to look like live action. But they're all telling the same continuous story. Cool. So now Lower yeah. Decks has basically said, yeah, we're part of that too. And T- TAS is part of that too. Sure. That's because TAS awesome. was, yeah. it was, despite the fact it was animated, it was dramatic Trek. I mean, with of course. The, the yeah. occasional exceptions, mm-hmm. just like the original series. And so I think yeah. that works fine. I think you can have a have an animated story that's in. now this show is starting to get a little more dramedy now because obviously we just had a pretty heavy mm-hmm. episode so now i'm kind of wondering well uh, how does this fit in again and so uh i think mike's gonna keep us on our toes we just never know what's gonna happen next week <laughs> truly <laughs> that you know i that makes me so glad though because like You know, I think if you were just solely relying on comedy from beginning to end, you're just going to be fighting for jokes, and Mm -hmm. then jokes get repetitive. And oh, another list. Anticipate them. List joke. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. But with this, we. (laughs) (laughs) But with this, we've got something to sink our teeth into. We've got you know characters to root for. Mm -hmm. You know that that's really what will make a survive and thrive. Right. So I feel like they've really done it. Um, plain and simple, Brian. Thank you again for calling in. <laughs> really appreciate it. I, I had one uh, one other you, parting shot. Oh like, yeah, please, please. I know we're at the top of the hour, but I always wondered if you're in the primary hull of Cerritos or any California class ship, how do you get to the secondary hull without your turbo mm-hmm. lift going straight through one of the warp engines? I think they teleport. I know, right? <laughs> I think yeah. I think it's just a transport. They just yeah. move back okay. and forth. But that kind of struck yeah. me. A little, I yeah. just when the, this this week when you know. Spoiler alert, you know, and the cell gets blown clear off yeah. the ship. I was like, this is yeah, actually yeah. unsound. How, how this is going to yeah, work? How many Jeffrey's tubes are running back and forth between these right now? It's like, how many people were in turbo right. straps when that happened? It's like, oh. <laughs> See, sure I still think the, thing, the same thing about Deep Space Nine. It's like, if I live on this side of Deep Space Nine and I, oh, look, there it is behind me, and I work on that side of Deep Space Nine, <laughs> and it's You're always going to get your 10,000 like, steps. Always, always. The commute's up uh, no, there, No, can I man. just transport to work, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, then you actually have an excuse for being late. Yeah, uh, Brian, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Hey, I'll see you and, in Solvang. Uh, if not we'll at, see you next time, uh, okay? Canters. Canters or Solvang, you pick. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, done. Sold. Sold. All it's right. a little bit closer. Take care, buddy. Right. See ya. Bye. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. And then uh, we've got David. Hey, we're going to run just a little bit late tonight, but yeah. uh, I think we're, are we all that? Actually, you have to run away real quick. No, okay. I'm good. I'm David good. joining us. Hey, guys. David joining us from the, from the Bridge of uh, Discovery. Yep. yep, I'm here from the Bridge of Discovery. That's right. Well, hey, I'm glad you guys mentioned Solvang. I'm so there. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm really not going to be What have we started? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I really miss the place. So yeah, look, when you organize it, I'll go for sure. Heck yeah. yeah good. Good. Um, All right. Just real quick. I mean, I, I'm not much of an animation guy. I didn't have a lot of expectations going into the show, but I'm really mm-hmm. taken aback and I, and I really like it a lot more than I thought I did. This is a really great show. 
think what they're doing with it is is good. It's actually the first comedy, pure comedy that I've seen. And like the previous caller said, they're taking it into drama. So I think that's great. But I guess what I really want to know is from both of you, you know, obviously we're going to get a season two and we don't really know what uh, we're going to get. What do you want to see in that? What do the two of you kind of want to see in the mm. season two? Letters? I want Tendi oh. and Rutherford to kiss. <laughs> it's all I want from this show and they're not going to give it to me. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I, yes. I, really, I think what I, that's wonderful. What, what I really hope for is sustained character growth because that is something that can be tough to balance in comedy and in animation respectively. Like, so if we have Boimler take the step forward, he's a Lieutenant now, I'm Canadian, so I always have to think about the pronunciation of that word. I'm sorry. We say lieutenant where I come from. Uh, so I would rather see um, an interesting way to reincorporate him onto the crew as opposed to just stepping him back to being an ensign. I hope that all the character growth that we've seen carries going forward because to me that is the most interesting stuff. And it, the fact that it's dressed up as Trek is all the best for me. So if we can kill characters and have characters grow in season one, I hope that we can, it's not like I need two promotions and two deaths at the end of season two, <laughs> but I hope that we can sustain that kind of momentum because we stand character growth. That's why Worf is one of the greatest characters in Star Trek because he went from basically being an accessory to one of the most complex dynamic characters who suffered these horrible losses, was a bad father and then became a great husband. Uh, and so that's what I, that's all that I need for season two. I mean, give me more titan references of course but i'm sure john has a smart answer <laughs> than i do <laughs> no actually i'm just reading the comment uh, alan says pac-led war and um chris says <laughs> and chris says uh, pac-leds invade ikea which i think are both really solid <laughs> answers to what you're saying um no look i i will um i'll piggyback on what you're saying because there's not a specific plot thread or a specific moment that i want to have happen mm -hmm. to all i want overall is uh we feel like we've gotten now in 10 episodes of lower decks the things that frustrated me early on were my perception of the writers sort of just doing like, we're doing Star Trek, damn it. We're fitting references in here. <laughs> but then what I got paid off with, what I got paid off with at the end was this beautiful growth of characters. And what I would say is just the confidence to go ahead and tell a Star Trek story. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it out. They're letting, like, allowing Rutherford to explore and uh, jobs uh, on board. So this is crewmates saying, hey, this isn't for you. Great. Go do this other thing and be fantastic at that. Like that, that just so speaks to me about this beautiful star future of people holding each other up, forming real bonds and friendships and supporting each other. Um, time after time in this series, we see, uh, well, like I was saying before, you know, genuine motivations behind characters, even if the situations are funny, even if the outcomes are funny, what's driving that is genuine. And it makes us want to go along with these characters on that journey. So as long as they do that, as long as they are confident about that mm -hmm. and don't feel like they have to just rely on joke after joke, I'm there. I'm sold. I will watch six more seasons of this show happily <laughs> so um make that happen guys there you know, you six more seasons of lower decks. My thought. Uh, like, this is such a character driven show now with these four characters and then you have these the bridge crew which is 
sort of like the, the, the sub, you know, the, the, the guest stars or whatever. Supporting characters, yeah. Supporting characters, yeah. And so um, I'm really looking forward to season two just to see how those interactions work out between them. Uh, it's just so strange mm-hmm. to have Boimler on the Titan. Uh, but that brings up another possibility with the Titan. I mean, I don't know if anybody read the books or the books are not going to necessarily be canon, but there's a couple of characters on the Titan that are regular stars from other shows. Mm-hmm. So apparently Tuvok's on the yeah. Titan and Wesley Crusher's on the Titan. Oh, so, cool. I don't hey, know. I mean, that, that's from the books. Well, that has so, to happen. I mean, I yeah. haven't read the books. I yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and Will right. Wheaton does do a ton of VO, so he would be such a perfect... Mm-hmm. And he's obviously doing after shows with CBS. Mm-hmm. Like He would be a really... He'd be the easiest session, but please bring Tuvok. I love him so much. Tim Russ is so handsome. <laughs> yes. He's great. He's so awesome. Uh, David, thank you. Excellent thank question. You. Really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to round it out tonight with, uh, with one last call, and we will talk to you again soon, I hope, uh, uh, starting with Disco next week. Take care of yourself. And I'm so pleased with this. So rounding out the show tonight, Aaron joins us, and he joins us with that frame grab <laughs> of animated Kirk and Spock on the pad. What's up tonight, I had to man? do it. Hey, uh, well, I got yes. this message from Rich Handley, who said, who does the Star Trek comic books, and was saying, it's like, you must feel like the uh-huh. most vindicated fan in all of Star Trek fandom. <laughs> this has been brought in, you know, like I, I spent forever trying to convince people, it, you know, there was this other show in Star Trek, a whole other series that people just don't pay attention to so yeah no yeah, so that was really right, great. right but it literally was like the smallest thing there was we we talked for an hour and 45 minutes on infinite trek and did not get through everything we wanted mm-hmm, to talk about mm-hmm. so it was it's so it good truly yeah 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 if you'll just, indulge me for just a second i go down to my uh my notes list here because there's something really important uh ashley and i we take a lot of notes as we're watching mm-hmm. we never get to them in this show because <laughs> you all have such great comments and questions uh but the one note that i have to put out there to the universe is first contact day salmon <laughs> yes. that has to become a thing <laughs> That I promise you, next first contact day, I will bake yep. a whole salmon and um, I will socially distance we can all get together and eat it in yeah. front yes. of all of you. Yes. <laughs> so, we'll have our little yes. salmons online. And we'll, yeah. Yes. Yes. No, that is amazing. Also, half great. of my notes are swears because <laughs> I write them live. So yeah. <laughs> I take the swears I'll... out when we talk. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I effing love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's great. I'm wearing my Shaq's pin because I, that was my reaction was an F word when that happened too. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. So, Those pins yeah. are great. They're so cute. Aren't they great? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I, it's, I had set my shirt up to have like all of the pins and then Jerry O'Connell did it. I'm like, well, I don't want to copy that. So I just like, took them all off. <laughs> <laughs> great minds, Aaron. Great minds. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, one thing I, you know, I think to replace Shax, one of the ideas that I had was possibly Jet, because in the previous episode on the holodeck, they had him kind of set up as like he tackled oh. Boimler, and it's like great going and good, you know. Basically, yeah. the, cap, the holographic captain was just basically giving her, giving him all these this praise. So right, possibility. temporarily oh, that's a good at point. Least, if nothing else. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool. But, I like you know, you're talking about like what show would you want to see and, and using this uh, image it would be great to do a trials and tribulations type episode with the animated series uh. and and lower decks just <laughs> lower decks my yeah. god can you imagine yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah oh true to get well, the Sam, voice I mean, but it, yeah. 
But it, it's perfect because mm-hmm. you've got, I mean, you've already said in this that Riker watching Enterprise That's and the true. holodeck. Right. Yeah. So they can jump back. Oh my God, we, we could have animated version NX01. Why not? Why that not? Be Get back yeah. in here to do a voice. Oh, <laughs> yes. So that would be oh, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I love the fact that when but, they think back to Spock and Kirk, that it looks like the animated series Spock and Kirk. Yes. Or at least in, in this Which universe. Which then, okay, that raises, that raises an interesting question then. So is there a, is there a live action version of Lower Decks, of the Cerritos, of that crew somewhere out there existing in parallel to this? Mm. Well, if the cosplayers well, on Instagram maybe. are to be believed, there's definitely some yes. attendees <laughs> out there in live action. <laughs> there definitely are. Yes. No, yes. I would say yes. I, I think it. that there there is. Yeah. Um, I was just so surprised with this whole series, and thank you for allowing me to be the last person on the show, um, was sure. that it felt like it was going to be an amuse-bouche to Deep Space, or to, to Discovery, and it'd be like, okay, it's like short treks along the way or whatever, and it just turned to be like, no, this is this, more of this, please. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> just, I want mm-hmm. this show mm-hmm. all the time. Um, yeah. It is, yeah. and it's just, it's hard to believe it's a 22-minute, 25-minute show. Yeah. Because it's, there's mm-hmm. an hour and a half worth of show packed into it. It's crazy. Yeah. And it doesn't it's funny like when anything I went, is rushed either. It's why it's so fast and loud. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> right. When I went back to do the recap uh, for this week's show, I was shocked that a big moment of the Titan coming in and saving the day uh, happens relatively early past yeah. the halfway point. And because I forgot, it was like, oh, there are all these other good sort of epilogue yep. moments mm-hmm. at the end with Troy, with Riker, like, of course, and thank goodness Yeah, I went to go take screenshots, that, and I'm like, wait, so where is it? In. Oh, going yeah, back. Yeah, it right. feels like it's yeah. about two-thirds of the way through the episode, or three-quarters of the way through the episode, and mm-hmm. it's actually way earlier than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, you think, like, oh, okay, they saved the day and we're done, but yeah. no, there's right. this, oh, and I love, and Aaron, I know that you'll love uh, the moment in Space Dock where you have the engineers saying, like, well, we could put, yeah. you know, what was it, flashy, sparkly, rainbow? Sparkly uh, panels, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. No, like, I don't yeah. want it to come out all sovereign Dude. looking. Yeah, that was great. So yeah. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate when so ships good. get fixed and they come out uh, all sovereign looking. Yeah. Such a specific <laughs> right. smart joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no, that was yes. great. There's just um, so much. It's like it's just hard to it to compress what the feelings about this episode into like one, you know, yeah. little blurb. But it's great. Truly. Truly. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, guys, I mean, I, I think that really says it. Well, any, one last uh, thing. Uh, last comments here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, changelings aren't real. The Dominion War didn't happen. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Go away. Wolf, Go five, away. Wolf, uh, Wolf 359 is an inside job. Technically yeah. correct. Yeah. Technically <laughs> With correct. <the> card. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do I do actually want a shirt that says oh. the Dominion War never happened. I think that's yeah. like, there's so Change many things. Changing these aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. <laughs> oh. God, that was hilarious. And, and again, I had to get that in there somehow. animation to be able to have that guy in there. Perfect. Perfect yeah. timing. Well done, Aaron. I think that is exactly the way to end the show. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Ashley, again, thank you so much. This has been such a blast every this time we get to do this. And has been- I look forward to more so cool it's been i said this at the beginning it's been so cool for me as someone who started out like listening to mission log in the early days when i was making my web series Uh, and uh then bullying john into being on my show so like this has truly been a dream it's given me (laughs) something to look forward to which i can't tell you how much is a 
gift during the pandemic. Uh, so oh. I'm, I, I can't wait to get back into the observer's seat when you guys move into disco. But thank you so much for having me, for you and oh. Norman and Earl and everyone else who was so gracious. It's truly been a delight for me to be here. Oh, I, I'm so just thrilled to hear that because you're a welcome addition and I can't wait to do more with you. And you're so, screwed now because I'm never going to then. <laughs> <laughs> until then, that's a good problem to have, okay? Action Log is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer Rod Roddenberry. Technical production on Mission Log Live by the incomparable Earl Green. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. If you would like to support Mission Log direct us a look at patreon.com slash mission log. Thanks to everyone who joined us live or later. And thank you again to our special guest co-host, Ashley Victoria Robinson. All of you stay safe, stay healthy. We look forward to talking with you next week. Podcast.roddenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.